Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Tapping Into Crypto. This week, we are joined by two people that have made my personal crypto journey so much fun. If you don't follow the TraderVids Instagram account, do yourself a favor and head over there right now to see some of the best memes going around. And they have some pretty epic advice as well. We sit down with Zach and Vids, two of the four co-founders of TraderVids, to go through all things strategy. The guys share their own strategy, including how they pick the next best thing, why it's important to diversify your holdings, and some key things to consider before you scale down to minute charts. So whether you're a beginner, a Bitcoin veteran, or just crypto curious, I am your host, Alicia Chapman, and this is Tapping Into Crypto. Welcome to the episode, Zach and Vids from TVI Trade of Vids Investments. Hey guys, how are you? Hey, we're good. We're good. How are you? Well, thank you. So stoked to have you guys on. I've followed you for a long time on the gram. Lots of tips, lots of fun facts, and always (laughs) a good meme over there, Um, (laughs) especially in the community as well. So let's start with you, Zach. Can you tell us a little bit about your crypto journey and how you got into this whole world of cryptocurrency? Yeah, so for me, crypto started back in 2015. I was actually looking into mining with my housemate. I had no idea what it was at the time. Um, we, we just heard about this digital currency that was starting to make moves. And that was kind of like the first time I ever looked into it. Unfortunately, I didn't get into the mining part of that. Um, that would have been pretty crazy. We did dabble a little bit. We did buy uh, a part of a Bitcoin back in the day with the money that we had. Did sell it off not long after, unfortunately. Um, that was back when Bitcoin was around $400. So <laughs> oh my God. Quite cheap back then. But yeah, that was kind of my first experience with crypto. So it was a few years ago. And then I was a bit of a stockhead from there. Worked in the Forex market for a little while there as well. So the last bit I've been educating people on how to get into investing. So that was kind of second nature to me before we started this. Um, and it wasn't until last year during lockdown, us there was, there was four of us boys in TVI and we've all known each other for a fair few years and we've all been trading and we decided to catch up at a dog park one day. We realized, you know, this is during a time of crisis that there was a lot of people who were losing their jobs. Um, there's a lot of people, you know, a lot of our friends as well who were looking for secondary incomes and just didn't really have a place to connect together. So it was from that day forward that we decided we were going to create a community and we're going to create a really cool place for people to come together and learn how to confidently trade and invest their money. So we wanted to help people invest their money in assets that are going to deliver more than what they would in a you know high interest savings account, you know, 0.6%. Um, so helping people identify great investments for getting better returns, I guess. So the skill that you can have for the rest of your life which is, I think, the coolest thing. What we we love teaching, like this, is not just something that you learn. And it's it's like it's like learning golf at a young age. You can play it to your seventy. It's one of those sports, but for investing. So, um, yeah, no, it's special. What's the impact that we're able to have for sure? Epic! I love that. And Vitz, tell us your story. You've all got such different backgrounds, and all bring something different to the table. So, let us know how you came into the crypto world. Yeah, for sure. So I started my trading journey when I was actually 16. So I was the same as Zach. I was a bit of a stockhead. And in terms of how I got into crypto, I was still working my full-time job at the time as a lawyer. 
uh, when I was 21, 22, and I'd heard about this coin called Ripple. And everyone was buying into it. Everyone was going crazy. It was in the hype of the 2017 bull run. And that was my first steps into crypto. Uh, I bought Ripple and then I just saw it go crazy uh, to the upside. And then I experienced the crash as well. So those were my first steps into the crypto world. But yeah, since the last bull run in the end of 2020, where everything's ramped up, as Zach said, me and the boys have gone pretty heavy into the crypto side of things. We experienced the downside after 2017, but we realized the amazing potential. So yeah, in terms of my story, I've been trading stocks for 10 years and then got into crypto pretty heavy late 2020. And yeah, we're in the midst of one of the greatest transfers of wealth for the biggest evolution in time in crypto. So it's such an exciting space to be a part of. It is. It's crazy. And just seeing like, as you said and alluded to, so many people have actually had such life-changing wealth created in this time. You know, there's mm. definitely a lot of losses, but there's a lot of wins as well. And you certainly mm. hear more about the wins or the person who sold, you know, their what would be multi-millions now, five years ago, <laughs> they accidentally sold it. We've all got early. one of those stories, um, don't we? But yeah, it's really, really cool to kind of be in that space and just, you know, hear stories from each other, which I, I love that you guys do in your community as well. So for today's episode, we really are, we're stripping everything back to basics because crypto is such a hard concept to get your head around. And you guys coming from a trading background had that little advantage that it wasn't something that was too foreign. It's certainly a new concept to get your head around, but that trading concept wasn't new. Whereas for some of our listeners now, that's new. The other thing that's new is all of the acronyms that come with cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah. So, Vitz, so, what does HODL stand for? HODL, uh, it stands for holding on dear life, from my understanding. <laughs> it's HODL originated from some guy in a forum. He said, I'm holding my Bitcoin when China announced the ban in 2013, but he incorrectly spelt holding as hodling and that caught fire mm. people were going crazy in the forums that's how hodling was formed so yeah it's hodling's a good it's a good strategy it allows you to block out the noise and just hold on to your investments and build wealth over the long term so it's such a catchy phrase and it's a good phrase as well it is. It is. And today we're going to be diving into a few different strategies that you can take when you're entering into the cryptocurrency world. So hodl is one. You buy and you hang on for your life and you Hold do on. not sell. <laughs> it's um, certainly my investment strategy and it's had its highs, had its lows. There's some times where I just don't log on for a very long time. Uh, but there is that transition where you go from, I guess, being a little bit timid and scared of the crypto world because it is new to deciding that you want to be a bit more active. And we've done an episode on all of the tax ramifications of this. So certainly, you know, changing your strategy, if you're taking profit, you obviously need to take into account your own financial situation and look at the tax implications. So if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you add that to your playlist as well. But what other strategies are there for people who are looking to, I guess, invest in crypto? Yeah, well, there's over 10,000 coins that exist right now. And there's new coins... <laughs> 
coming onto the market every single day. So you'll notice if you ever log into Twitter, if you log into Discord, you're getting sold to. These guys are all fighting for our attention and they will, sometimes they'll throw every trick under the book to, to try to get our attention with that. Also, we're going to understand that you guys are also in the coins way before we even know about it. Okay, So that's something to take into account and to understand that you know we might not be the first one to, to find out about it if you are seeing it on social media. So first of all, before we go into some strategies, I want to go into some portfolio management. So there's three main things that we look for before we start looking for coins. Okay, So we want to sort out our portfolio and just get our head around what our risk appetite is and how much money we actually want to allocate to crypto. Okay. So that's the first thing you need to figure out based of all the money that you've got in your savings account. How much do you actually want to have in the crypto world? So we always say it needs to be an amount that if you do lose that money for some reason, that it's not going to change your life. You know, it's not going to put you under any financial stress. So we always say, you know, always play with money that you can't afford to lose. That goes with any type of investing that you're doing. Now, the next one is to look in the, the risk of the coins that you're actually looking at and the potential returns there. So we say that, you know, your Bitcoin and Ethereum, these guys, because they have the largest market cap, so the most sort of valued coins, they have less volatility compared to the rest of the market. So if you are somebody who, um, you know, you don't want as much, you don't want too much volatility, you might be looking to allocate more of your funds towards, you know, the higher cap coins. So say the top two in particular. From there, you're looking at how much of your actual portfolio. So let's just say you have $10,000, how much you want to allocate into each coin that you're investing in. Okay. So if you've got Bitcoin, do you want to invest, you know, $2,000 into that? Or, you know, is it $4,000 into that? So we say that the larger the market cap, so the more valued the coin is, the less upside, I guess, there is for it. So there's the higher risk coins as well, and they generate a higher return as well. So you've got more upside with these coins. So it's something to take into account when you're actually looking at coins is how much money you want to actually allocate to you know, certain types of risk. So that's kind of just on a top level. Now, following down, if we're going to look at being a little bit more active, like you said at the start, is we like to pick the flavor of the month. So in crypto, we have generally themes and they usually run for about a month, okay, a month or so. So we've seen this year, you know, we've had the NFT booms, you know, where we've seen the NBA top shots going crazy. We've seen, you know, collectibles, artwork. So that was a NFT stage that we went through. Um, you might have a, um, a DeFi. So this is decentralized finance. We have another stage there. So it's about trying to pick up on these trends. Now, when we do identify these trends, this is something that we're always looking for, is we actually go and have a look into all the coins that are in that sector. Okay, so we'll look at all the NFT, we'll look at all the gaming coins, whatever's set to blow up. From there, we'll start doing some research into what the technology actually does, what makes these guys special. If there is a coin that's done really well, for example, Axie Infinity, that's just done like 150% in the last week. So we'll try and find coins that are very similar to that. Okay, so they might be like a lower market cap, they might be new to the market, but we're trying to find these gems before they in the public eye. For sure. And yeah, a lot of people, they go off hype, they go off Facebook, Discord, Twitter. And what I like to always refer back to the GOAT, Warren Buffett. He says, if a lot of people are talking about it, you're probably getting in at the wrong time. So you shouldn't buy into hype or you shouldn't 
if your grandma's talking about it, you should be a little bit scared. (laughs) (laughs) So what you should do is look into coins and do your research because if you're buying off hype, you're most likely buying at the top. For example, Bitcoin, when it was at $60,000, every man and his dog wanted to buy it then. So you shouldn't always buy into hype. What we recommend at TBI is you, you do your research and you look into sectors that are going to be booming, such as, the, as Zach said, the gaming sector, the NFT sector. You get into coins in those sections before everybody's talking about it and you do your research. And the beauty of crypto, it's only 12 years old. So the beauty of that, it's like investing in the stock market in the 1800s. You're basically a time traveler and you get to be a part of this Hmm. amazing space and get in early. So yeah, don't buy into hype, try and do your research and get into the good projects early. And so when we say get into those good projects, it's with stocks and with everything, you know, not a lot of investments can you set and forget. And if you think about hodling, for example, some people could interpret that as set and forget. I buy and then I hang on and I never, ever, ever sell. Which, you know, if you bought Bitcoin 10 years ago, that would work in your favor over time. (laughs) But there's other coins that don't exist today. And there's other assets that just aren't here. So when you talk about, I guess, keeping an eye on your portfolio, what things would you suggest to people in that stage? We've spoken previously about sell orders and and putting them in place. Can you guys talk us through, you know, when you are a bit more active, what sort of things you should be doing and looking out for then? Yeah, sure. So... Something that we like to do is set up one one of them stop losses, okay, under underneath our positions as well. So as we see the market starting to move up, and we have a we have a feel that the market is becoming a little bit overheated, then we'll tend to put a a stop loss. So this a stop loss is where if the price actually comes down to a certain level, it will take you out of the trade automatically. Okay, so it's preventing you from losing any more of your gains that you've made. Okay, so this is a, a bit of a, a safety net that you can put on your coins. So there are numerous ways of doing that. And and another way is that you can actually set profit targets. So something that we call scaling out. So this is where you can have specific price targets. Now it might be, okay, so if you've bought Bitcoin at $30,000, let's just say, you might have certain sell orders at $40,000 where you might sell 20% of the coin. Um, and then at 50,000, you might sell another 20% of what you hold. And so you have these incremental sell orders that are set already, and they can be a set and forget as well. So it is like hodling, but it's more active buying and selling. But you can literally set up this strategy and just let it play out, which is really cool. And yeah, what, what we like to say is you have your short-term basket and your long-term basket. So with your long-term basket, that's where you apply that hodling theory. But with your short-term baskets, with the way crypto moves, you can make money in the short term. For example, this week in Bitcoin, we saw it go from 30,000 to 40,000 in the space of three days. So that's that's a 33% increase. So you could have traded that and taken profits at the $40,000 level, and you can make money in the short term. So as with anything in investing, keep it simple. Always have your short-term trades that you have your set take profit levels and you take them and you secure your profits. And then that's your short term. And then you have your long term where you develop your wealth over time. So with crypto, the volatility scares people a little bit. People sometimes get scared when they see it go down and up. That's where you can play short-term trades and actually make money. So 
it's a beautiful game. If you play it well and you have your risk management in place, you can do really well for yourself in the crypto world. Amazing. And I think something that you touched on at the start that I do see a lot of people play into is when you treat this more like gambling than trading. So I know it's really tough when you log on and you see a sea of red and everything is just falling in front of your eyes and you just see everything going down, 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 down. And you can see people just roll onto this wave and they all start selling and then more people start selling. And then all of a sudden, we've just got this big catastrophe. You know, when you are investing in something that you've actually done your research on and you see it falling, what would you suggest to people then? Because it's not just, you know, of course, with this volatility and this market, it might not mean that that actual project is failing. It might not mean that that project is not a good thing to be investing in. It just could mean that one person decided to sell, which set off this kind of wave of people selling. Yeah. So with that, you you touched on a really good point. And I'll always say to people, if you can't understand your investment, don't enter it. If you can't explain it you know, very simply to your partner around where you're actually putting your money, then it's probably not a good place to have it. So yeah, when the market is falling, if you have that understanding of where your project is and you understand there's nothing actually fundamentally wrong, there's no need to panic. I think something that, especially in the crypto market, everything is very closely correlated and coupled with the movements of Bitcoin. So when Bitcoin moves, that's like the big daddy, everything tends to follow. Yeah, we see the whole market tend to follow. So just because we see uh, you know, China come out with some news about their banning crypto or Elon Musk tweeting, which brings the price of um, you know, Bitcoin down. Every time. Your, every time, Elon. And that brings <laughs> your investment down as well. It doesn't mean that you need to freak out and go, oh, you know, this investment's no good. Take a step back. Have a look at the reasons why you actually got into it in the first place. Think about has anything actually changed? Like, is it the same team? Are they still on track? Has the technology changed? Have they bought a chip? And so, like, looking at it from this lens just can help give you like peace of mind and stop you from panicking like the rest of the market might be. And it's it's quite funny. Um, all us boys at TBI, we got our girlfriends onto crypto, so they all roughly started with I would say five thousand dollars and. One week it went to eight thousand, and then the next week it came to three thousand. And when it's at three thousand, they're panicking. They're saying, "Vid, Zach, what's going on? What's going on? Do we sell?" And we're like, "No, it was at eight thousand. So that's where you shouldn't panic. The volatility in crypto is there, and if you do see something that, yeah, as Zach said, you should believe in your investment. And these days, it only takes ten minutes to understand what your investment is. Like at the touch of a button, you've got everything on your phone." And everything's so easy. You don't have to go to the library to research what you're investing in. Um, you've got all the information in front of you. So it's sometimes hard to see the red, but we got to notice that everything can't go up. If everything went up, we'll all be driving Lamborghinis, <laughs> eating at Nobu. Um, so you need to understand that the red days are a part of the process. When we're talking about being more active and having those short-term trades, we've spoken about lots of pros that come along with that. Are there any disadvantages or any things that people should be aware of? I guess it's just looking at the amount of time you want to actually allocate to your investments in the first place. Maybe you're working 15 hours a day, you don't have time to be actively managing your positions. Then that is something that I would say would be a con to doing more of the day trading is it does take up uh, a lot more of your mental capacity and um, you know time. So that would be one of the cons I would say. Yeah, I would say one of the cons with day trading is that there's so many opportunities out there. 
And sometimes you'll hop on one trade and it'll go up 10%, but the other one that you were looking at went up 300%. So those are the cons. There's so many opportunities out there, but you need to just stick to your strategy and any gains you do make in the short term, see it as a win. The volatility in crypto is amazing. So if you're making money and you make 50% in a week, take that as a win. Don't feel that FOMO that other people are making 300% because they jumped on that coin. Be happy with your your short-term trades and stick to your guns. And as always, guys, we always like to remind you that you need to be doing your own research, not just on the coins, but your own investment strategy. And you really need to make sure that this is a good decision for you and your financial situation. So whilst you know we can definitely talk about things that have happened in the past or our personal experiences, before you commit to anything, make sure that you're doing your own research here yourself. Amazing. So day trading as well, we touched on it a little bit and alluded to it, but it obviously requires a little bit more analysis than just saying, hey, this looks like a ripper project. I want to get into it. Um, So in the future, I'd love to unpack that a little bit more and go into how to read charts and what are candles. They're not just things that you have in your house that you can smell. There's you know a whole heap of other terms and a whole new world that I'd love to get into a little bit down the track in this season. Um, But can you talk us through the top types of analysis or chart reading at a super high level? Yeah, sure. I'll I'll start. So people get super overwhelmed, I think, when they first look at a chart. Like I I know I remember I did. I was just like, I just like even green and red candles that don't really mean much. But I think once you start to understand the basics, you'll you'll see it actually is telling a story because all charts are, are human psychology playing out, you know, time and time again. So it's just people like you and me making buy and sell orders. So our main goal here is to be able to, first of all, we want to look at the market cycle. That's the first thing we look at because it's very important when doing this is to realize where you actually are in terms of the big scheme of things. Okay, So are we in a downtrending market? Is the market what it has been? Are we in a sideways moving market? Or are we you know, about to go on a bull run? So they're the first things that we're considering. So we like to zoom right out and then we start to sort of funnel in. That's probably the best way to describe it. So once we've identified where we actually are in the market, we have a look at the trend. Okay, so which way the trend is actually going. So are we moving up, down or sideways in a bit of a shorter time frame? And then we are looking for key support levels. So support is where we see a rejection of price. So where we see price starts to come down and then we see uh, influx of buyers that come into the market. Now, this we find these support levels that happen time and time again. So this is what allows for us to see a floor for our trades. So next time when the price starts to come down to this level, we know that is a good buy level because we can see that the price likes to reverse at that point there. So it's almost like little channels that we like to form on the chart, which is how we do our day trading. And then we just sort of you know buy and sell within these channels that we create. Yeah, the charts to me paint a beautiful picture. It's, it, it paints people's behavior on a line. So I've got a little brother who's 16 and I like to show him the charts and I, I just tell him, pick a point on the chart where you see where you would buy. And he always chooses the right points because these charts, they paint a picture. When something is low at a low price point, it, you can use your basic sort of human instincts and see I should buy there because the charts always come down to a certain level and then they go back up come back down. So with the charts, a lot of people like to put a lot of indicators and uh, make it overcomplicated. 
But if, as Zach said, if you just look at support levels, so where a coin is undervalued, and if it comes down to that price point, you buy there and then you sell at the top. So, yeah, the charts can be technical, but the best investments are where you strip it right back and you just look at the simple price points. And if something's undervalued, you buy and then you sell. So, yeah, we love the chart over here. Um, we spend days on them, but yeah, don't make it too complicated. The best things in life are simple. So, I'm pretty yeah. sure every time our girlfriends walk into the office, they see a chart up here on our screen <laughs> and they're rolling their eyes and they go, ah, oh, another chart. Yeah. Never ending. And guys, we will go into this in more detail. It is a really big subject to unpack. You know, you'll hear people talking about different types of shapes that they see in charts and all sorts of other things that can happen there. So um, it's not something we're going to get into in too much detail today, but there's a lot to learn there. And speaking of learning. So you guys post a lot of free knowledge and I myself have learned a lot just from following you guys along. I love, as I said at the start, love what you post on Instagram, but you actually teach people how to trade and not just in crypto, but also more conventional stock trading as well. Can you talk us through that program that you've got here? And we'll pop links to it, of course, all in the show notes so you guys can check it out as well. For sure. Yeah. So what we've done at TBI is we basically created a digital platform where you have all the tools and resources all in the one place so you can trade stocks and crypto. So we realized that there was no one place across the world where you could just log in and have all the tools and resources at your fingertips to trade smart and well. So yeah, TVI, we we have our Instagram where we post daily on our stories um, about where the markets are at. We also keep it funny and cheeky. So we like to make things um, fun and interesting. Yeah, we we keep everything simple, simple, stupid and funny. And that's what works at the end of the day. We cover stocks and crypto. Um, Crypto's created life-changing wealth for some of our members and we love helping everyday people. It is so cool. And I do love when you post some of those success stories. I'm like, oh shit, I really need to take a little bit more of a hard look at my portfolio. Like, look what this guy's done. That could have been me. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. very cool. But again, you do need to, as we said earlier in the episode, just appreciate the wins that you have had. Regardless of what they are, they're, they're better than you were probably before you started investing. And even if you've lost money on this, you've learned experience and you've learned about something new, um, which again, is so super valuable, especially in this new space. Are there any other resources that you'd recommend to our listeners? Yeah, so a couple of key resources that we use. One would be Coin Market Cap. So this is one of my top four on my iPhone main page. But this is where you can track your portfolio. You can see all the price information, learn all about coins. This is kind of like the mecca for crypto information. So that is a great tool. The other one that we use for charts as well is TradingView. So if you haven't started or you're looking to start or you understand it a little bit, TradingView is a great tool to use for this. So they're probably the top two, but we do have many more. I would say Twitter. Twitter is a good one. Twitter, yeah. yeah Everything's so fast moving in crypto and Twitter's perfect for that. You get your news and um, updates straight to you about every coin and Twitter's just a massive crypto news forum. Yeah, especially for Elon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Old mate Elon. All the time. Amazing, guys. Well, we will pop all of that along with links to your course in our show notes. But thank you so much for coming on. I know that this is a, a really challenging subject to unpack, but you guys have done an epic job. And thank you so much for sharing with our listeners as well. No, you're welcome. Loved it. Right, thank you so Love much, Alicia. 
Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you liked it, don't forget to head over to the gram and join us at Tapping Into Crypto. And before we finish up, just a general disclaimer that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. And the opinions on this podcast belong to individuals and are not affiliated with any companies mentioned. Any advice is general in nature and does not take into account your own personal situation. If you're looking to get advice, please seek out the help of a licensed financial advisor. We'll talk to you soon. 